from across all corners of our fair planet Earth. Welcome to the Gaming Cult Podcast. Worldwide opinions on obscure and up-to-date gaming talk culture and decree for today and yesteryear. You love it, my boy. My boy! Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Gaming Cult Podcast. I am your host, Jake Innes, from uh, Overcast, Sydney, Australia. Joining me is my co-host from the faraway land of Sverdiga, Sweden. It is, of course, Martin. Martin, how are you? Good, sir. I'm quite fine, and uh, I'm back from Illinois, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and he's, mo- he's moving to Montana soon. He's going to be a dental floss tycoon. Yes. <laughs> And of course, joining us is my uh, co-host, uh, Eric Bedor from uh, San Diego, California. Eric, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. And also joining him on the couch is Brian Abushakara. Brian, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Good to see you again. A gentleman's yep. conference, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you say Brian's name. Like, it's the right way. Yes, me too. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> 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 I like to say names. <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, but not leastly, uh, we have my brother Zach and us also from Sydney. Zach, hello. Hello. Goodbye. Ciao. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, gentlemen, E3, it happened. Every every podcast is now talking about E3, so therefore we must also talk about E3. But there is actually reason to talk about E3 because some cool games came about, I guess. Yep. And we also found out about the Wii U, and it will have... Cool games came out, and we also found out about the Wii U. Yeah. Those are two independent <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is not how I meant it. Sorry, Nintendo. I, 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 love, I love Nintendo. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, you actually went to E3, didn't you? I was there. I was there for um, two days. Excellent. So, one day of business and one day of pleasure? Oh, my business is pleasure. Oh, I'm sorry. I asked in the first place. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, there was. We had, we had some meetings. We had some things we had to take care of. We filmed a new skit that just went out, and uh, so there was one day where it was that, and then kind of the day before, I went up there with a few people, and we, uh, we just mostly played video games. Uh, but man, there, there's a lot of stuff coming out, and uh, but I feel like it was the same as any other E3. There's a lot of stuff coming out. What is this stuff? I don't know. It comes out next year. All right. See you in a year. And like, that, I, I feel that way about yep. E3 every year. Yep. Yep. Oh, guess what? You like to play new games, do you? We'll get, we're not going to give you really any new games at all for six months, but they're all going to come in November and you're going to have to buy them 10 at a time and you're going to yeah. put five of them on the shelf to not play them ever. Absolutely. I, I feel like everything... We are either, the video games industry. <laughs> everything is coming out either in November or everything got pushed to G, uh, January or February of next year. Yeah. Which is, I think, a nice way to say stuff will come out summer of next year. Yeah. yeah. It's just concentrated to the holiday season, and that's yeah. it, basically. Yep. Um, at time of recording, there are still no games for the PlayStation Vita. Oh, God. <laughs> no, Gravity Rush just came out, and so did oh, the... Did it? Well, in the U.S. Oh, oh right, okay. <laughs> and well, uh, Metal Gear uh, HD Collection also came out in the U.S. Oh, well, there you go. I'm sure we'll get those in a couple of weeks then. Didn't yeah. yeah, and they'll be $80. Indeed, they will. <laughs> At one point, didn't the Sony presentation praise 
the like the most prevalent handheld gaming um, console at any point as a mobile phone. It's where I heard that at some point in the presentation. Yeah, it was insane. And then I was on V at the time, and everyone blew up. It was. Well, but, oh, that's right. They were because they were going into their whole social networking thing. Yeah, as well. exactly. They actually, they actually said that at one point. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. like, yeah. I I didn't see any announcements in that main Sony conference for Vita games. Not that I can remember. There were none. There were you none. can read books. You can. <laughs> Sony's revolutionized books. Now you can read them on your TV. Cool. Hey, if you like to read books, you might also like to play PS1 games. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, do you like to read books and play PS1 games? I do, yeah. Buy a fucking Vita then! <laughs> no, I know because you still can't play PS1 games on the Vita. Not yet. Well, that's true. Really? But th- you, you did. Uh, you did actually see a, a tech demo, as it were. Oh, oh my god! Hey, I just called I it a tech. It. Hang on, I just called that a tech demo, but I'm gonna go with it. Uh, so you <laughs> I, saw a I tech saw demo of... in person. It works. I saw Final Fantasy VII, a game that came out over a decade ago, being played <laughs> on the Vita. It is Ooh. real. Oh, holy oh. shit! Way uh, over a decade ago. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not like that we were able to play the um, most of the PlayStation One games on the PlayStation Portable, anyway. Well, no, because the uh, I believe the original PlayStation was made of a uh, it, it was lined with nitroglycerin, and it oh, was yeah. timed. Yeah. It was timed to self incinerate at a certain point in time. Mm. And now there are no more PlayStation Ones left. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And well, yeah. So we can't do that. We can't play it on PlayStation Two. We can't play them on PlayStation Three. So luckily, the Vita is going to come along and it's going to save the day. Hopefully, and we can we can buy all our games again, just like we did with the PSP. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. Uh, but on a more positive note, with Sony, uh, they did in- announce some very interesting games from their third-party uh, publishers, uh, mm-hmm. most namely Quantic Dream uh, and Naughty Dog. And those. Uh, Beyond out, Two Souls, I think, and, yes. and from The Last of Us. Dream, and The Last of Us from Naughty Dog. Yeah. And both of those look amazing. I mean, The Last of Us really blew me away. I mean, I expect it to be, I expect always to be blown away by Naughty Dog and what they, how they advance, you know, their craft each time they bring out a game. And just the, if you, if you go online, go to YouTube, if you didn't see the E3 conferences yourself, guys and girls, uh, Go and look up the Last of Us trailer, the E3 trailer, and you'll see the sort of playthrough. And just try and get your head around about how they programmed the AI, as in the characters that you're fighting against in this game. Whether it's all scripted or whether they've got some crazy kind of AI that they've developed. Uh, It's amazing. I I still haven't hooked my head around how they've made that much of the game so far. I think it it looked really good that the Last of Us, I thought, looked... It looked like a Naughty Dog game. It, it looked like they were taking it to the next level. It looked really good. But they were touting it like, yeah, the guy on the stage is really playing this game right now. I don't believe for a second that the guy on the stage was playing the game. Everything was, like, too perfect. That really? I Like, oh, that stuff was, like, so... I, it looked so pre-rendered. Like, the guy was being held hostage, and he shot the other guy, and then he went into the yeah. room, and the girl jumped on the guy's back. It was, like... Everything worked too perfectly, and I had a I have a feeling that it was all pre-rendered stuff that they showed up on stage. 
Ooh, that could be an issue for hot debate. I, I'm not sure either way myself. I, 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 I might have seen a misfire there at one point, but um, yeah, no, I was, I was very impressed by it. And if if that gets pulled off in real time, as they said it did, then my joy mm. shall not go unsatiated. Yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, that's gonna be an incredible game either way. But yeah. uh, like, I, I really just. Whenever I see people up on stage playing the games, I'm really skeptical on if they're really up on stage playing the games. Be- I just it just doesn't look like it. Like everything works too well to actually be up on stage playing something like that. Well, that's right. If you're not Xbox and you're not a community development manager coming on stage with cool sunglasses, then who are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, then you're Usher. <laughs> that's right that's right fucking usher came on at the at the microsoft conference why for what for what reason was he there was he announcing the new just dance i no, guess that, so. no that was flow yeah. rider oh, okay sorry flow rider announced the new just dance so uh what did what, what did usher do then Usher just came out and danced, and then I think the reason they did that was to get in the newspaper. And it worked, because they got in the newspaper. No, like, L.A. doesn't care about E3. You know what I mean? It's it's in L.A., but it right. doesn't really make the local news. But Usher an Usher performance at E3 makes the local news. Yeah. And so then you have Microsoft's name attached to that, and people see it. So I think that's why they did it. And they say, yeah. 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 You saw they down down. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was terrible. Why did we do that? Yeah, we're nerds. <laughs> um, uh, we're cool uh, people. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what we are. Cool guys are us talking to cool girls and cool guys on the other side of the tubes. Uh, <laughs> Brian, yes. uh, you mentioned. Um, you mentioned Gravity Rush just before, and that it's come out. Do you currently have it in your possession? I don't. I was gonna. That was gonna be my first um, uh, Vita digital purchase, and then I kept forgetting to do it last night. And when I got here, it was too late to do it because, you know, we were gonna start the show, so I wouldn't have played sure. it yet. But uh, I had the demo, and I played it again uh, last night, and it reminded me that if that if they can pull off pull it off. Like the rest of the game to be as as fun as the ten minute demo was, then I'm really really interested in uh, in more games like that because it it's just hey you can hit this button and you have zero gravity and then you can go barreling towards people and take people out and it if they can like really build on it sure. uh, I think it, I think it's gonna be a very enjoyable game um, I I feel like it's getting good reviews but I haven't been following a lot of reviews about it. So, um, do you guys have any more insight on on that, or or no? Not so much. I mean, I've I've played the the tech demo as well that was available in retailers, like I talked about last episode, and I was very impressed with it. Uh, I think if they could manage to work it out, I mean, I don't know. Does it have? I mean, that game would have awesome multiplayer. It, yeah. If that if that was a possibility. Yeah, it, it, uh, a a co op for that game would be really really fun. Yeah. Um, it it also be interesting to see if you could do like a, a versus because it'd be fun. Yeah, even kind like of... a like a deathmatch kind of thing. Yeah, that would be so cool. Just anti grav deathmatch. Yeah, because you can. I mean, the game looks awesome, and the the thing that always surprises me about the Vita, and this is why I'm so pissed off about the fact that there are now only three games worth playing on it, um, is that it it's so beautiful. 
you turn it on, you play it, and it and you don't get the sense that you're you're missing out anymore on 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 the full console experience. Absolutely. I mean, you you take it with you over somewhere else, especially if they're going to start doing. I heard they might start doing like cloud connectivity with it when when uh when plus comes to the vita and if you can get like you know your save from metal gear out wherever you are if you have like a wi-fi connection or the 3g version of the vita like you just play back and forth and back and forth between the two systems and that seamless experience is there that that's what i'm looking for in video games and that's that's why i bought the vita that's why i bought it like launch day is because i I saw that when uh, when Kojima started talking about transferring, and then yeah. you, you saw um, uh, PlayStation put out that uh, that option on PlayStation Plus to have cloud saves. Like, okay, that's going to come together at some point, or yeah. if it doesn't, then they're they're dropping the ball on a big opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's interesting that uh, that uh, Sony Computer Entertainment are finally giving, starting to give reasons to think about getting PlayStation Plus. Yeah. I mean, I've. It's been out for what? Two years? Three years, maybe? The PlayStation two, Plus? About service? two years, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm just now starting to think hey, maybe it's a good time to get PlayStation Plus. Like, I'm, I'm just now thinking to start paying for a service that I've been getting pretty much for free because now the benefits are starting to outweigh the negatives. Especially with, like, with cloud saving. I'm not. I think, I think we were talking about this a couple of days ago. Sometimes I'm playing a game at my house, and then I come over to Eric's house, and I want to keep playing that game, but I don't want to have to start over or bring my system. So yeah. I'm pretty sure the cloud saving allows you to sign into somebody else's Xbox and keep playing at somebody else's house. And PlayStation. If, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. PlayStation, yeah. not Xbox. <laughs> um, and if that's the case, then that alone is is worth at least half the cost of uh, of a Plus membership. The other thing would be they're starting to really put out a lot of good free features for uh, for plus users, like free games, uh, um, like really really high discount on like a lot of digital download games. Sure. And that's I think they're really starting to push that that idea that everything is going from a physical copy to a digital copy that you can take everywhere with you. And I'm it's really that's what I'm really excited about. It's taken them a long time to start to get there, though. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm excited for the prospects. Uh, do they have... Does Sony have, like, a party chat system for PSN? I, I, I don't... Think, I, do they? I, I don't think they do. I don't think I, they do. And they and that's something they need. Uh, I think it... I think not, they might have it with the Vita, though. Right. So I think, I think with the Vita, you can do a party chat, but, I mean, that's not a good enough reason to get a Vita alone. No. The idea that you can use the Vita as a controller to the PlayStation, which is something that oh, Eric was telling me oh, about. Oh, man. He was playing uh, PlayStation All-Stars, and, and I'll let him get into more detail about this since he actually played it. But he's, he, he basically told me, like, you could either play with a controller, a regular DualShock 3, and play PlayStation All-Stars, or you can use your Vita, and you can look at the screen on your Vita, or you can look at the big screen. And this is this is what really interested me, and I'll, I'll let him take it from here. I Great. Wait, this is this is the this is the uh, this is the Smash Brothers Sony kind of game, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I I still play Smash. Me and Brian play Smash Brothers Melee all the time. We played it a couple days ago with our friend Andrew. I mean, we we still pick that game up. So when we saw that there was a game announced like Smash Brothers but with PlayStation characters, it's like, well, yeah, we're gonna play that no matter what. It 
it's a different kind of game. There's not a health system. You have to eliminate people with supers. I played it a bunch when I was at E3. It was actually one of my favorite games that I played at E3. Um, it It is so fun to just get on a 2D platform and just beat the crap out of people back and forth, back and forth. But what really, really impressed me was the crossplay on the Vita with the PlayStation 3. I, I did both. I played it on a controller and it felt seamless. It was fine. And yeah. then uh, playing it on a Vita was really, really cool. You have it, you can connect it to the PlayStation, or I think you can connect it wirelessly. The All it's doing is showing the game in front of you on your Vita or up on the TV. So you can look at either screen and it is true one-to-one. -one. I didn't really have any problems with it lagging. I didn't see that there was any delay. It was awesome. Both controller layouts worked really, really, really well with that game. Uh, the Vita, the screen on the Vita looked awesome with PlayStation All-Stars. I, I mean, it was stellar. I think it's one of the best, like probably one of the best looking games on the Vita. It was crystal clear. It was great. But the idea that you can use your portable control or your portable gaming system as a controller for this game while you can play with your friends who are playing on a console, like sure. in the same house, is awesome. That is like, to me, that's the next step to integrate to make me actually want to get a portable device like that is to have it be able to do stuff with my console at home because I don't I don't play with portable things I don't have time but if you're telling me that I can play this game and take it over to Brian's house and keep playing on my Vita with over on his PlayStation and then take it back to my house and like switch it all up and, and move from one system to the other that almost sells me on it that it it was so cool to see that they're actually moving in that direction Definitely, definitely, and I mean the game. The game looks cool too. I mean, I mean Zach, you can you you're a melee player yourself. You can you can vouch for melee. Well, yeah, of course, it's the best of all Smash Brothers, in my opinion. But absolutely, yes, sir. Brawl and, uh, well, was not that great, but yeah, no, it on. wasn't. <laughs> Brawl looked like a cool fan service game, really. But so, um, Brawl but was the, really Brawl was like really slow. Melee was super fast, and what but, I like about this PlayStation All-Stars game is that it plays more like Brawl. Or not not like Brawl, I'm sorry, like Melee. It moves really quickly. Um, there's a lot of action coming from all angles and everything. I didn't feel like I was floating or really lofty or anything. It was all quick, quick, quick. And you have, the characters all play really, really differently. I played mostly Sly Cooper, but I played with like Sweet Tooth. They were extremely different characters and they were both really, really cool. But Brawl had Sonic. <laughs> it also had Snake. Yeah. Uh. And, and this is what I this is what I hated about about Brawl. It was this is the game I I this is the roster I wanted from Melee, but none of the gameplay. It it took it, it added a system where you would randomly trip. <laughs> what Ugh. what game would you ever want to randomly trip in? <laughs> <laughs> like you're having a competitive match and and suddenly you fall over and that leaves you open like none of none of your planning or your foresight or the or or like any like tactical advantage you might have had because you you were trying to be a little bit more proactive about how you play the game none of that takes applied. On you. yeah because every so often you would fall and, and that's such a bummer because i i, I think everybody the, the reason why brawl was such uh such a letdown to everybody was you waited so long for this sequel to a game that you still ha were playing 
eight years after the fact at the time. And then when the game came out, it it was like, well, we didn't want that kind of competitive game. We wanted anybody who who could pick you know could pick up a controller to play the game to be able to play the game and like be on the same level. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you've already established a game or a game or or a fan fan base has already been established to a game where the competitiveness is what drove it to be such a popular and exciting thing to do. It's it's 2012. I put on a GameCube ga game and I'm still excited to play it. Like, how many games are like that? Not not very many. M Melee was like, hey, let's. You guys want to play, and everybody wants to play. And then Brawl comes out, and you go, hey, you want to play it? And everybody's like, uh, I don't know. No. no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's. I can but be what? Diddy Kong. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, Diddy Kong is, sucks. <laughs> like, characters were so poorly balanced. It just, it's just a bummer. Yeah, true. Uh, I was really bummed. But in PlayStation All Stars, you can be Nathan Drake. And Parappa the Rapper. That's hey, really cool. Hey, the the art in that game in PlayStation All Stars, really cool. Uh, Nathan Drake in that game sticks out like a sore thumb. Moves so awkwardly. <laughs> None of his moves look good. Everything's <laughs> in that character. Does he move Every like super fluidly and slow, like in no, like in it, Uncharted It's like 3? the opposite. He like when he jumps, he has like this weird kind of like leaping motion. <laughs> I'm like acting it out on the couch, like. Like anyone but Brian can see me. It's he, cool. He like he has like this leaping motion, and then like he kind of holds it through the air, and then lands like really kind of gingerly. And then when he pulls out its gun, it has like this recoil, and it looks so stupid. And then meanwhile, you have a character like Big Daddy, who's just this big lumbering thug and beats the crap out of everyone. So it's I mean it's interesting to see all those styles, but I guess we'll see how the game actually plays. I really really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, but. That's with eight characters that they've announced so far. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, guys. You can't you can't play Sonic versus Mario, and you know you, you can't you can't you can't imagine the Matrix soundtrack in the background while they all do bullet time, and and you can't you can't imagine Sonic and Princess Zelda finally together at last. Finally, finally, like and, in all my fan fictions. Yeah. And you can't pause and look up Peter's dress. So yeah. 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 And if you can't do that, then what's the point? Yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. You're playing <laughs> games wrong. It's... Yeah. <laughs> do it right. Jeez. Now, Zach, we, I have unintentionally uh, created the perfect segue uh, oh into, uh, into the next thing, and I think you know where we're going now. Oh, I'm excited. Um, oh. Now, <laughs> we... <laughs> Uh, we mentioned fanfic very briefly oh, there. God. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, yes. But oh. we're gonna we're gonna stick we're gonna stick on this, and we're not talking about Heartful Boyfriend. Although we appreciate that all of you guys and girls out there have, have been writing. You've been writing to me, and you've been downloading and playing this game, and Katawa Shujo as well. You've been playing that, and you've been enjoying it and giving me your feedback. And I really appreciate that. Once I get some more of it together, I'll read some of it out on the podcast. Awesome. But um. What I'm, what I'm alluring to in the realm of fanfic. Now, my my brother Zach, not only is he a, a budding young businessman in training, but he is also an accomplished writer. Ooh. Now he 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 has particular uses for his writing. He has he has a blog um, where he posts pictures of different women eating yogurt and smiling at the same time. <laughs> I'll post it up on the So it's Facebook a really popular blog. 
Well, I've got like seven, like nearly seven thousand hits or so, which is decent for <laughs> women eating yogurt. <laughs> Jake, you have to link me to that. Please. Yeah. And how and how every single one is your favorite. Now, Zach, this is the first time Zach has come out in public about this. He goes under the he goes under his yeah. name on this blog, but this is uh, we're outing Zach right now as the curator of uh, <laughs> women with yogurt. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Oh, my ghost That's riding. That's the name of something. <laughs> women with yogurt. I love it. It's women eating yogurt. Duh. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, Zach. Uh. All right. I'd, li- I'd like to, uh, like to uh, uh, issue a formal apology on behalf of the Game Called Podcast. Uh, the, it is actually called Women Eating Yogurt. Thank you. Oh, and it yeah. is... And it's, Zach, just give the... Uh, Give the uh, URL out real quick. Please. All right. That's www.womeneatingyogurt. Yogurt is spelled with an H, so Y-O-G-H-U-R-T, dot tumblr.com. So it's pretty simple. That is fantastic. But that's not even where we're going. Oh, wow. There's more? There's more. There's more. Zach has written his own fan fiction, and what realm of? Uh, well, let's. We always enjoy doing the roundtables, so let's go roundtable. Uh, Eric, uh-huh. what fan fiction do you think my brother Zach has written? I think that he's written a fan fiction. I'm gonna say it's still within the yogurt realm, but I'm gonna say it's a fan fiction about Sonic and gang enjoying yogurt. <laughs> okay, uh, Martin, what do you, what fanfic do you reckon my brother Zach has written? Sonic, yogurt, <laughs> how to fool boyfriend. Do I need to oh, say anything? Oh wow! That's that's far out, and that might have given Zach some ideas right now. But that's <laughs> not where it. we're going. Uh, Brian, third time's a charm. I I have two theories. I think it's Sally from the old Sonic uh, CD games eating yogurt in a really sexy top, or it's pigeons <laughs> in dresses eating yogurt. <laughs> Zach, my brother, I love you so much. Please tell our co-hosts and listeners what you have written. Um, close, but no. It's Seinfeld. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> I know you're writing Seinfeld fanfiction, but it's... This one's a little what? different. It's... You see, this one kind of focuses more on the... I mean, Seinfeld had the occasional hint at, um... Se- sexual relations between not char- not main characters but characters and other people. Now you see, I, I was very disappointed because that means I couldn't do my, you know, George X Elaine and things like that. So I decide, I decide, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. George X Jerry. Let's go for it. Wow! And, so, and you went for it. I went for it, and here it is now. So the scene starts in Jerry's apartment. And there's, and and you just hear, no, no not not in the face, not in the face, Jerry, not in the, wait, not in the face, George, not in the face. And he goes, <laughs> and, and George goes, you don't like it on the face? And Jerry goes, I don't like it on the face. <laughs> not on the face? Yeah, whenever it goes near my face, it's it just makes a beeline right for the eyes. <laughs> and, Oh my and, god. And so George oh goes Oh my god. George goes, Well, fair enough, Jerry, your choice. How about how about the mouth? And Jerry goes, No no, too close to the eyes. <laughs> but then 
In comes Kramer, busts through the door. What's going on here? And, and, and then George goes, he won't let me come on his face. And Jerry goes, I don't like it on the face. And Kramer goes, why not, Jerry? It's great for the skin. I come on my face every morning. And so the scene fades out, but just as he's midway through the sentence, George comes on Jerry's face, and the scene ends with, ah, right in the eye. I think that you really, you really captured the characters' voices and like, like their, how they would really talk. Jake, are are you as a brother very, very proud? (laughs) You're telling me you don't like it in the face? I don't like it on the face. He doesn't like it in the face. Oh Uh, my god. I'm I'm so proud of my young brother. Uh, Zach will be putting up a, a transcript of that slash fanfiction <laughs> so you can read it at home to your Mamma Pet Pet. Will do. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Zach, I'm proud. I'm really I'm, proud yeah. of you. Th- thanks, guys. Um, some, write, some write novels. I write Seinfeld characters fucking. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's not what you want to do, it's what you were meant to do. Exactly. <laughs> you can one cannot ignore their calling in life. No. Alright, we gotta move on. Where the fuck do we go from that? Other um, e presentations. Other e thank you, Zach. <laughs> so, so guys micro- n- Nintendo Land? I did yeah, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy to go with Nintendo. Whatever Nintendo wants to do, I'll check out whatever fun little thing they want to make for, for their console. It's it's all good. It's all good. And if they've got cool little games in there, then I'll play those too. Absolutely. Yeah. So Eric, uh, did you get the chance to uh, play the Wii U? I did. I played uh, P100, which is by uh, Platinum Games. Platinum Games. What uh, is that? It it is. It looks kind of like Beautiful Joe. It's a bit of a... I don't want to say top-down, because it's not exactly top-down. Um, it is kind of at an angle shooting downward, and you control one guy, and you get more people in, like, your big group, so you make, like, this big kind of mob, and uh, you fight big monsters together. You have different attacks where you can form a sword, and you attack this big monster with a sword, or you form a big fist, so you attack a big monster with a fist... And it's stuff like that. You fight big robots and big monsters. The cool thing about it, and and I don't know if people have touched on this or not, but um, the controller is really, it's a lot lighter than you think it'll be. It's a lot thinner. Um, it The screen is really, really clean on it, and it's pretty they, big. They revised it from the prototype they showed at the last yes. E3, yes. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it is, it's really nice. It doesn't feel clunky in your hands or anything. It feels really ergonomic. And when you play P100, there's a part where you go into a warehouse and when you go into the warehouse, all of a sudden your TV just shows like the outside of a warehouse and you can't see anything inside, like where your character is. And you look down at your Wii U screen and it shows your character inside the warehouse doing stuff. Like you you are now playing, it went seamlessly from your TV down to your Wii U controller and you're playing there until you solve a little puzzle inside the warehouse oh, cool. and then you walk outside and you're back on the TV and the screen goes back to showing you like what moves you can do and everything. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. And, uh, what else did we play? Oh, um, Super Scribblenauts Unlimited, uh, Dream Match, 
uh, 2K12 or whatever that game's called. The new the new Scribble Knots game. Uh, we played for a little bit. It looks like Scribble Knots. It plays really well. It lends itself really well to the Wii U controller, and we're in it again. Like uh, the Mega 64 guys are back Such in it. Such a name straight away. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, that was like the first thing we did. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I've played Scribble Knots. Come on. Um, <laughs> the new Mario plays pretty nice. It's all 2D. It's kind of weird seeing Mario in like an HD kind of platform. And uh, yeah, because you're used to seeing him look good, but it, you know, it's always kind of jaggy or it's always kind of like a lower resolution. It's a full, you know, 1080 resolution of Mario and friends jumping around and doing stuff in 1080. But it, I mean, haven't we played that game? You know what I mean? Like, haven't haven't we played Mario going side scrolling and getting coins and jumping on turtles enough? Yeah. Sure. I feel sure. like we have. Uh, I, I really would have liked, not necessarily like a Mario Galaxy, but something that shows the capability of, you know, the, the Wii U. Uh, Ninja Gaiden looked cool, and uh, Wii Sing, or Wii U Sing. No, they didn't. I don't. I don't know that it was. Uh, it might have been there, but I didn't see which, it. Which, uh, which Eric ended up in the Nintendo promo for? Yeah. Well, yeah. You sing. They have call me maybe. So I sang call me maybe, and then they interviewed me and said, "How do you like this game?" And I said, "It's like the best game at E3." <laughs> <laughs> because, because because you're being interv- interviewed by Nintendo, and how often does that happen? Yeah, because when Nintendo interviews you and asks you what to say, you don't tell them this game sucks. <laughs> and and it's and it's un- and it's like un- kind of uncomfortable to hold a screen and like view your friends while you're singing. You go, oh wow, I love how I can hold a screen and view my friends while I'm singing. So that way you get on Nintendo's website. Yep. Nice. And that is what Eric Badua did. That's what I did. <laughs> Good job. There he is. No, I'm I'm very jealous. I must. Have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So th- can you see the 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 mustache? Is it like a fuller mustache now that yeah, there's a ten- now that there's a 1080p mustache? It's fuller. It's a lot thicker. Lu- you can tell the difference better between Mario and Luigi's mustaches. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Luigi's is a little thinner, goes a little bit longer. Mario's a little bit thicker, a little bit short, like a little bit like a little closer to the face, but it's got a lot more bush to it, and so you can see that. You can see that in now in 1080. And then you can wear like a raccoon suit, and you can see all the furs on a raccoon, and so you can have a big old bushy mustache and be a raccoon. And uh, which which of the Mario Brothers now that everything's in full 1080p and we have high texture, you know, high you know high high res textures and everything? Which of them would you say has a has a bigger bulge? Oh, um, <laughs> you know what? I didn't see him in the game, but I would guess. Wario actually has the biggest <laughs> and mark my you can write this down mark my words uh gaming call podcast number 11 Wario will have the biggest bulge out of all the Mario characters when he is in the game Reggie needs to put out a press statement about right, that right yeah. away yeah. yeah the big old Absolutely. Wario bulge with a big old wiry mustache now I was talking with uh, Martin earlier about all the things we were talking about in episode 10 and Mario, uh, sorry, Martin brought up <laughs> <laughs> my, my my friend um, Super Martin Brothers brought up um, Rescuers Down Under, but like many things in the land of Svetiger, that is not what it was called. Martin, what was the, what was it called in in Sweden? Uh, the Swedish title translated to English was uh, Bernard and Bianca in Australia. <laughs> Yeah, and wow. uh, <clears throat> the, the, 
this kind of trend of renaming things to something completely different, um, whether it be like comic book characters, uh, yeah. even video games and movies, was something that was like very frequent from the 70s to the late 90s, I believe. Because we all we all like Batman, don't we? And well, in 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 America we have <laughs> in America we have Batman, right? And uh, in Japan we have Batman, right? Uh, in most uh, European countries we had Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, in Africa we had Batman, right? In South America we had Batman. Mm-hmm. In Central America we had Batman, and in Russia and mainland Asia and the Middle East we had Batman. Uh-huh. What's it called? What's it? What 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 did we have in Sweden, Martin? Läderlappen. Gross. <laughs> what? You never heard of this? No. Decided yeah. to call it something else. What does that translate to, Batman? Uh, no, it doesn't actually. Um, oh, cool. oh, of course. Why would it translate to Batman? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, uh, läder uh, is probably something you can just like understand on your own what it means. Right? Ladder? They're, gonna, th- they're gonna think ladder. It's leather. Yeah, it's leather. Uh, okay. And lappen is, well, was actually a slang for bats uh, back in the day. Um, so basically, his name was the leather bat. What? That sounds. What? Yeah. Why would you. No! Why would you name him that? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. And. Just to give you another example, let's yeah, let's move along in the DC roster here, because uh, because uh, I know uh, all of us pretty much are all, they're all DC nuts. I, I'm not sure, Brian, you, you're into your DC, right? Oh yeah, Batman's my favorite superhero. Leather Bat, sorry, Leather Bat. Uh-huh. Leather Bat guy. And Zach, yeah. Zach's a, such a big enough DC nut that he got me back into it about a year or so ago. But yeah, let's let's keep moving along that roster and give us some more examples, please. Brian. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> Superman is uh-huh. Stålmannen in Swedish. What does that translate uh, to? The Iron Man. Oh, what, of course. Yeah, why? Yeah, of Wait. course. <laughs> what, which what? is good because it, there's not another character named that, so I totally exactly. agree with the call. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Good job, guys. What's, Wait, what's Iron Man? <laughs> he's, he's yeah, what's Iron Man Iron called? Man. He's Superman, called you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's called Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or, or in Sweden, uh, Clark Kunt. <laughs> yeah, Clark Kunt. Perfect. No, no, no. More like uh, Clark uh, Kent. That would probably be more. Yeah, Kent. Wow. So what? So what other characters are there with cool names? Yeah, let me try and think. But um, ha- what, what happened when Iron Man came along? Exactly. Did, did uh, the Swedish fucking lose their minds? Uh, yeah, oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, it probably went along those lines. Uh, but no, I think Iron Man was called Iron Man, and that's it. I mean, well, that's not confusing. Perfect. No, not not at all. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and think of some more characters that had a different name in Swedish. Um, I just, I just imagine the people who yeah, are just give me things being in a meeting, going like, <laughs> "All right, guys, new Iron Man comic coming out this week." Hey guys, have you heard about this new character? Who is it? Iron Man? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh fuck. Oh, we did real bad, you guys. 
We did. We messed up real bad. Did I do bad, boss? <laughs> uh, could could you guys like give me examples of uh, comic book characters and I'll Green see Latin. if there's. Yeah, Green Lantern Green would have been my next uh, one. I want to know what he's all about. Um, let me just try and find that real quick. Green um, what what would you change him to? Why even change no. any of them? No, no, hit. His name is uh, Green Latin, but in Swedish. Uh, so there is no change in that what, one. Uh, what? How do you say it in Swedish? Gröna lyktan. Jesus Christ, right how horrifying. There was a spindelmannen. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. Yep. Which, which, that, that works out. Yeah, that translates Pretty much into one Spider-Man. One anyway, so. yeah. uh, give me some more examples. Uh, oh, uh, let's let's go for a movie title. All right. Uh, I remember we we. <laughs> no, no, we talked about one in particular, man. Before. Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the uh, movie from what is it like 1990? Uh, called Groundhog Day. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. And as you can imagine, uh, it has a completely different title in Swedish. Um, I'm going to say the Swedish title first, and it was called Mondag hela veckan. And uh -huh. that tra that translates into Monday the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> that That's is like... fantastic. The thinking. Sweden's thinking, how can we make this title more accessible so people can understand it? Yeah. Oh, so it, uh, the, the day comes again and again, so it is Monday all of the week, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> does, does the movie take place on Monday? I'm pretty sure Groundhog's Day is on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm real confused by your country. Yeah, believe me, I am as well. <laughs> this is fantastic. You guys are weird. Oh, yeah. man. I think we get that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> man. Although, you, you, got, you guys have heard how the uh, the UK had the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, right? As opposed to the yeah, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No? What? Okay. Are you serious? Well, well yeah. Nin Nin Ninja was too much of a bad boy term right then. It was too much... And back then, you couldn't use piss words like ninja, so they had to go with hero. Yeah, and, the uh, uh, the word ninja was actually banned in Europe during the late what? 80s and 90s. Yeah, I'm totally no. serious. Why? Ninjas are a real thing! Yeah, I know. But assumingly, it was too what? harsh, it was too piss harsh or something, I don't know. They're piss words, so don't use them. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? You guys are weird. Yeah. America yeah, rules. So, it's like so ninja we, all we want. Yeah, so we had uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. <laughs> and and, and, so, and so the children were saved. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and Ninja Gaiden was called Shadow Warriors. That's true. <laughs> Jesus, guys, come on. Yeah. Con Con Contra was, uh, they replaced the uh, human, two human people with uh, robots. Yes. And uh, they called that, what did they call that one? Probotector. Probotector, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Contra had robots and no blood, and it was called Probotector. Yep. That's so weird. And Man, it was running at 50 hertz. Yes. I don't I don't get it. Like, in America, sex is, like, such a big deal, and it's, like, so taboo. 
but I feel in every other country it's violence. But then here we don't care about violence at all. Who cares about violence? That yeah. that's the American way. It's the other way around in Europe. Yeah. 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 I mean, Australia yeah. mostly follows America's lead with most things. But uh, yeah, Europe, it's all about sex everywhere and uh, violence not so much everywhere. No. Exactly. You know what I just heard about this morning? There was, um, I forget which state in the U.S. it was, but they banned an assemblyman from, or an assemblywoman, sorry, from speaking because she said the word vagina during a discussion <laughs> about abortion. <laughs> oh, come on. Scary me. Thing. USA number one. Some, uh, another assemblyman from Nashville responded to that even though they had absolutely nothing to do with them by saying i find that so offensive i can't even think of why they would use that word he can't even <sighs> say what she said in mixed company <laughs> i can't, can't even vagina to women i can't even think of where the vagina is <laughs> it's it's a real it's thing nice that vaginas. how is it an offensive term it's like saying toenail who would be offended by toenail? People from Nashville. That's who. USA. Good job. Good job, America. Good job, uh, the United States of America. Yeah. yeah. I think they're, they're serving a pod, actually. <laughs> you get one clap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's oh. embarrassing sometimes to be from this country. Oh, look, we but all, then we, the rest we of all, the time is fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> and hey, just just in case you missed uh, Gaming Call Podcast episode 10, uh, listeners, in Australia we now do have double stuff Oreos. Hell yeah! Yeah. How are you liking them? Uh, they're, they're like Oreos, but like two of them. That's fucking cool. <laughs> well, it'd, be like, it'd be like eating one Oreo, but it's got like two Oreos. Oreos. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> so now I can eat four times as much Oreos. <laughs> That's how we eat here. And that's, a- <laughs> and that's why we are a fat country. Mm-hmm. But I, you guys, wh- you guys, uh, uh, not you guys, but the, the company that made Oreos in the US, they went beyond that, didn't they? They have, like, they have triple stuffs with an extra layer of chocolate icing and everything, don't they? Oh, we have Neapolitan Oreos yeah. that are 110 what? calories oh per cookie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. If you eat one Neapolitan Oreo... 110 calories. Wow. And trust Holy me, shit. one Neapolitan Oreo, not enough Oreos. While recapping the last episode, listening to it, uh, I liked how you used the uh, price of Oreos as a, like a Big Mac index for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We also uh, get some of the smallest Big Macs in the world. Fact. That's true. Three oh, ninety five. Good deal. <laughs> I ain't lying. I'm so for wheel. I, I I just need to apologize right now. Uh, we have we have a lot of listeners and a big shout out to all our new listeners in Russia, South America, South Korea. <laughs> um, we're what? sorry. We're, what? Absolutely. We have we have what? listeners all over the world. Been watching the stats. So uh, Nostrovia to our friends. Uh, up in uh, the Slavic territories. Splasiva. Splasiva, yes. What does that mean? Absolutely. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, yes. yeah. yeah. I only uh, know how to say hello in Korean, so I'm going to do that. Hey, Korea. Yep. There you go. 
Aeon Heseo uh, to Korea. Uh, I, got, I got that yep. wrong. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, all our viewers around the world, all our listeners around the world right now, I'd just like to apologize for all the inside jokes that we make that you don't understand at all. <laughs> but re- realize that they're all made in the best of faith, and we are trying, uh, we have plans to bring more uh, bilingualism back to the podcast again and make it for a podcast for everybody. Thank you very much. And um, uh, while you uh, mentioned that, I thought it would be a good opportunity to uh, address the way uh, Swedish people speak uh, when they uh, speak English. (laughs) (laughs) You know... um, you you sound like a caricature and I really appreciate it (laughs) it only comes from a social uneasiness doesn't it Martin yeah it it actually does Um, and I mean if you um, if you as an American come to uh, Sweden and uh, you start to talk English with uh, someone from Sweden, they would probably uh, reply in this way because they become really uneasy when uh, they are um, addressed in English and have to answer in English. Uh, yeah. We call it the self-aware svenska. Indeed. Martin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you drive a car? What, me, uh, no, I'm actually working on getting a driver's license right now. Wow. I drive a Why? Saab. Does that make you happy? Uh, both yes and no, because Saab isn't <laughs> Swedish-owned anymore. It's owned no, by... No, it isn't. <laughs> but it was born from jets. Hey, hey Martin. Hey, Martin, yeah. are you sad Are you sad that England beat Sweden? Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I was actually having the match on uh, in the background on the television. But no, I can't say I'm too upset by that, actually. What? I'm not much a sports be. fan. Hold on, we're missing yeah. the point. There is uncultured American swine watching football. This is yeah, that, amazing. Hey, it's on. It's like on TV here. I was getting lunch and it was on television, and I watched Sweden score a goal, and I felt I felt white pride. Good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. We- we we can we can absolutely not send this episode in Sweden whatsoever. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm completely serious, by the way. Jesus, good job, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Zach, speaking of the soccer, you are you come from somewhat of a Dalmatian background, that being of the uh, coastal islands off of um, Croatia. Mm. He is. My brother, Zach, who is actually uh, my dearest half-brother, he is half a Havatska man, and dobro uh, to uh, all Croatian listeners out there. Um, but uh, you've been following uh, the, uh, the, te- the Croatian team as well. Oh, yes. I've been, following most, I've been following most of the groups, actually. Croatia is doing extremely well. We, Good job, beat, Croatia. we beat Ireland, we tied with Italy, and next week our game is against Spain. We're yeah. currently equal on points. You got to sit in a pub full of uh, Australians oh, claiming yes. Irish te- uh, heritage, and oh, uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. on, the rep- on, the rep- on the game, de- on the game morning, the, it, the games were on at like four in the morning in Australia. But the pub up the road was doing four dollar Guinness and staying open and, mo- and airing the game, and it was wow. the only pub in the area doing it. So I went up in my Croatian jersey, of course, of and course. walk in, and there's just a sea of green. 
Oh and god. It's, it's every uh. it's every man and his dog going, I'm one eighth Irish. Oh me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hey Hey, you fucking like potatoes? Yeah, mate, I like potatoes too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was like. Except there were a few legitimate Irishmen in there, and they seemed to be very passionate about the game. But um, yeah. After I walked in with a Croatian jersey, and of course I got shit talked by every single person in the pub. Of course. <laughs> I made. But the bonus side of this is I could make multiple bets, and I used the. I use my knowledge of the Irish, when drunk, are stupid, and so but they <laughs> seem they seem to forget that Croatia. Disclaimer: This is a comedy gaming podcast. <laughs> we can't release really this in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! That's two 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 countries to switch off the yeah. list. All right. Yep. It's moving on. They seem to forget that Croatia are eighth in the world at football. Meanwhile, Ireland is nothing. They are no. They, they are not in the top ten. They are not relevant. But no. it's and of course everyone forgot this and thought Ireland was going to win the game. So what? I play, so yeah, exactly. So I place bets with as many Irishmen as possible. Going, if if we win, I buy you a drink. If I if like you win, I buy you a drink. And he's like, okay. And you buy me a drink if we win. And he's like, okay, I can do that. So I made this bet with about five people. And at halftime, I think it was one all, and they were just shit talking me, being like, oh yeah, no one's going to win this. And then we scored two goals and won the game three to one. Now. All the cheers and chants of "I'm Irish" die out. <laughs> no, no, no one wants to be Irish anymore, and everyone puts their heads down and starts leaving. But there is one man cheering in the room, and that is me. I'm on the barstool with all the beers I've won on my bet. Nice. Probably drink them alone because everyone is trying to get out of there as soon as possible. To the sound of my "Eat shit!" Yes! <laughs> Hervaska! Yeah, <laughs> just, just chanting and yelling. Luckily, the bouncer was. He felt sorry for me, so he went to Croatia as well. And he was very. <laughs> well, didn't, uh. didn't Ireland lose? They, they got. I mean, they, they, were, they got pretty beat, and then it was like 4 nothing, and so the crowd just started singing songs. Yeah, that's, that's that was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Well, that, everyone was on key, and everyone was excited, and <laughs> I guess if you're going to lose 4 0, then why not? You know what's ridiculous though? After scoring a goal, most people, most crowds have been fucking singing Seven Nation Army. Yeah, and what I, is with that? I have no fucking clue. It's it's just ridiculous. You mean the White Stripes song? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From all different. That's a real thing. They just all chant Seven Nation Army. And well, I guess I guess that's good that they finally got over We Will Rock You, <laughs> or We Are the Champions. Hey, hey, you leave Queen. We are the champions. It's, I'll, I'll I'll do with the queen whatever I want. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so, mo- <laughs> moving on from the European Cup or whatever it's <laughs> fucking called <laughs> on the Gaming Cult podcast. <laughs> um, we are worldly gents. We are. We are. Uh, we must keep up our quotient of worldly gents. Ah, being a, being the multilingual podcast that we are, or we strive to be. Uh, Brian, would you like to give a uh, message out there to our um, to our uh, Lebanese audience? Oh, we have a Lebanese audience. Yeah, y- uh, your dad, your brother might listen. Oh, sweet, your dad yeah. maybe. Hey, hey, Kol Khara Yabn al Sharmut, Lahnikak bil Iraq. Oh no, I kind of, <laughs> I, I, I kind of know what you said. I, I got one or two words there. It's, Jesus, we might not be able to release this in Lebanon now. What did you say? I, 
I heard I heard Sharmut, but that's yep. about it. Yep. It sounded like you were whispering sweet nothings in my ear. Just nothings, and you're an easy go over because what I said was to eat shit, you sons of bitches. I'm gonna fuck you in your dicks. <laughs> that's you the hottest thing I've heard all week. Three countries so, down. <laughs> we're going. Uh, we go, That's all the rest of the. Uh, that's all the rest of the uh, the Arab nations as well. Uh, it was nice. It was nice knowing you. Hopefully, uh, you just got your internet access back after uh, what's been going on in a lot of uh, countries such as Syria and Iraq and everything. And you've tuned into this and you've gone, "Wow, thanks a fucking lot." Everything I've been through, and I get, yeah, I get this terrible. from some Lebanese asshole. Thank you very much. Uh, man. <sighs> International, <laughs> worldwide, worldwide. We're doing it twenty-four-seven. Uh, so, so E three was great. E three was really cool. Um, Persona four, because we we have to make a jump from uh, worldly talk right into uh, cult uh, Japanese RPG fair. That's how we uh, do it. Th- this is not an RPG. This is uh, what is it, Eric? The fighting the, game. The fighting game. The Persona Arena game. That's right. Is a lot of fun. If you like fighting games or Persona. You will like this game. Uh, I think it's well put together. It is a four-button fighting system. Oh, awesome. Which please I, please I tell I me it controls like King of Fighters. It, please, it, please, please. It absolutely is a King of Fighters type game. Yes! Um, Thank you, you finally. A I'm, light sick of, I'm sick of Guilty Gear clones. I'm so yeah. sick of Guilty Gear clones. This yeah. one this yeah. one is a, built, a bit Guilty Gear-ish. Um, there is air, there's a lot of air fighting that kind of comes into play. Um which is a bummer because it did feel like Guilty Gear in that respect. But that four-button fighting system, when you pick a character, you also get you don't get to pick a persona also. It comes with their persona that they're linked to. Wow. So, like, they're, they're, you know, their thing, their big monster. Um, you have two attack buttons that are for your actual human character, or I guess if you're the bear, your bear character. Um, and then two buttons that are for your persona character. The comboing felt really easy. Uh, it was really intuitive to kind of figure out character to character how everybody fought. There are a lot of characters that are really fast. Uh, there's that slugger character that uh, he stands really pretty still. He's not very fast, and then he just beats the shit out of you with his fist. There's another guy who uses a chair. It, I mean, it's all the Persona characters in a fighting game, and I thought it was really well done. I I can't wait to play that game. That, that's on the PS3, right? And the uh, 360. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a Vita? There's not a Vita port of that, is there? But there's a uh, there is a Vita remake of Persona Four coming. And uh, that line, not? that line at E3 was huge. Wow! To go wow. check out to go check out Persona on Vita, that line was really really big. That they, that was honestly probably one of the longer lines that I saw. Wow! They've like they 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 didn't realize that that game came out already. <laughs> like two years ago. Yeah, no kidding. It seems really cool. It looks good on the Vita from what we saw. And um, yeah, I mean, it it was, I think Persona had actually a really good showing. Their booth size was pretty decent. And yeah. uh, I, I thought they had a pretty good showing this year. So good for them. Good for you, Atlas. Good job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you right there, Martin? Yep. Oh, who, who walked away for a second? Oh, man, because mum was 
Bing oh. going. Oh, okay. was there? Is there? Is there a cough at the door? Oh, yeah, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you? So like what? What happened? Did Did our father get arrested? Yes or no? Uh, no, but it's just oh. some, it's something how's, just as shameful. How's this oh. for a story? Get this. My dad went down to my well in primary school here. You have this day called the athletics carnival where all the kids run against each other and jump in sand and other things like that. But um. What happened was dad went down with his nifty DSLR camera and Rosie wanted some photos taken of her. So she took this, some... This is a, my eight-year-old sister. Yeah. And so he took photos of Rosie. And then dad had to go somewhere and they were all packing up going back to school. And so he, he was obviously seen interacting with Rosie as well and talking to her. But he left and got in his car and drove away. Now... The cop rocked up at the door and some and answered him as Quirk Enterprises. Now you see, Quirk Enterprises is what he's registered his car under because it's linked to the business. And so, they someone must have taken his license plate number and registration, and just dubbed him into the cops and said he and they said that he was a pedophile, even though it was his daughter. What? Yeah. What? So, this is what? how sensitive. Like, it's. I'll tell you so what it is. that's that's what you get for wanting some memories of your own children. Mm. He wasn't taking photos of any other children. Just 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 Rosie. This and sounds like some America bullshit. Fucking Christ! Well, that's what it's like in in Australia. The young the young mothers and parents at the moment, like even in my area, there's lots of them. Like they'll be early thirties, late twenties, or maybe mid thirties, and they're all very very protective of their children, just in a creepy way. Like they will. It, these children in bubbles. They they can't go up to the store and get some bubble gum by themselves because they're going to get killed and raped at 12 p.m. in the middle of the day on a Sunday. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Jesus. I mean, uh, me. Uh, yeah, we laughed about it afterwards, but still, God, no one wants to fuck your ugly kid, lady. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to uh, birds, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. So now we now we know what happened. My dad did not go to jail. He the took some had, he took had, some photos of my sister at an athletics carnival and some pram pushing idiot called the cops on him. But yeah, um, there's that story to you listeners of Gaming Cult podcast. It was great because the cop kind of left a little humbled, going, "Ah, oh, shit. Why not?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah, it was shocking. And there we go. Yeah. Thank you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks Thank for you, caring. Thanks for, care thanks for being a good father. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Um, moving on. Hey, can I tell uh, you the best game that I played at E3? Absolutely. The best game at E3, hands down, and I don't know who would argue this. Maybe there are people. Who knows? Uh, Metal Gear Rising is... One of the most fun games I've ever played in my entire life. Wow. I wow, don't know so I don't know anyone who would not enjoy playing that game. Period. Full stop. For, for you guys, full stop. I can't wait. It, it is it's so fun and so viscerally gratifying when you jump over a helicopter and hack it to pieces or when you sneak up on a guy and cut him into like 
just I like cutting a guy completely vertically and completely horizontally, so he has four even pieces. Of course, yeah. it, that, like, is, that is what any man would want. Awesome. the The gameplay is so good. Like the controls feel so good. The game looks incredible, and wow. man, it it really was like what a standout game. It was it, it was amazing. I loved it. Good job, Konami. Yeah. Well, um, I I had I had a comment about uh, E3 that that I wanted to see what you guys thought about. They showed the uh, the trailer for uh, Castlevania: Lords of Shadow Two, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but it, I think we've got we've all gotten to a point where a trailer for a game that's all cutscene is is like useless Stupid. now. I want to see. I want to see gameplay. I want to see what the game's gonna look like because you can make a cutscene look however you want it to look. Absolutely, but, I don't think that's a big ask at all. Yeah, but like Castlevania: Lords of Shadow, by the end of that game, it ended up being one of my favorite games of the year it came out, which I think was 2010, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be. I could be wrong. I had so much fun with that game, I wanted more, and now we're getting more, but all we got was a cutscene at E3, and I feel like games that just give you that, or, or, or companies that just give you that, it's like, yeah, we, we know you can make a pretty video, you can make a pretty video with anything, you can make Sonic look so, so cool, but yeah. every Sonic game that's come out in and, the past and, 10 years and has sexy. Been, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Just get Sally in there, uh, but every every like you know. Sonic I know that all, I, I I know that gets to Martin the most. Mm, yeah, <laughs> he is the most disapproving of all of these things. You don't like yeah. st stupid sexy Sonic? No, <laughs> not at all. Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, I want nothing gameplay. at all. Is that how you guys feel, or, or am I am I alone on this? No, I wanna, ab I absolutely. I want to find out. You I know, I, I don't want a game to be spoilt for me with the whole fucking plotline in a trailer. I want to see what the game looks like, and if it's going to be a game that I'm going to enjoy playing. Mm. Yeah, that's it. You know, and this I, I've got to I've got to bring this over to films because in the last two years, every single uh, movie trailer that I've watched has made me not want to see that movie because of the way they've edited it. That's and that's the, why that's I exact, stay away. Go ahead, Mark. Well, that's that's exactly what I felt when I watched the uh, Prometheus trailer. Mm. <laughs> wow! And but and again with with that Pixar film as well. They 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 fucking edited it to look like an Adam Sandler film or a Rob Schneider film. But it's Disney Pixar. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's about old feudal Scotland. Oh, it's brave. gonna be an awesome yeah, yeah brave. Mm. It's gonna be a great movie, I'm sure. But they they fucking edited the trailer to make it look like a Rob Schneider movie. And it's just a series of in unintelligible grunts of a trailer. And <laughs> it's been that and every other trailer for the past couple of years that has made me not want to watch a single movie. I oh, that hasn't prevented me from watching movies, of course, but, you know. Mm. I feel like you have to stay away nowadays. Like, you watch one trailer, like, maybe. But when, when I saw that, like, Ridley Scott was going to put out a new science fiction movie, I watched one trailer because I think it came on during the previews for another movie. Yeah, I don't, you have no I, choice but to sit through them. I, I think I think it's been 12 years since I've gone out of my way to look for trailers online for anything, games or movies, because it's like, hey, 
if you see a trailer for a new Ridley Scott movie, it's like, hey, it's going to be a Ridley Scott movie. I know I'm going to see it. You see the trailer yeah. for the new Batman movie, whether or not you, what you see in that trailer, like, it's not going to affect the way you're you're going to feel. You're still going to go finish the saga. So, like, trailers and that don't show you anything, like, worthwhile, and I feel a lot of them don't, they just tailor a response out of you. It, it's it's kind of sad, especially with video games, because you get all these pre-rendered trailers, and that's nice, but I want to see gameplay. Show, exactly. me, show me substance. Don't show me fluff. I think one and of the best examples of this was Dead Island. What a massive disappointment it ended up to be on launch, but the trailer was just... Well, the pre-rendered tra- like cutscene oh. trailer they made was great. But. Absolutely agree. People were talking about how that was going to be like the best game ever, and it's like yeah. we haven't seen anything yet. We've seen nothing from the game, and people are talking about how they're already going to love it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but they actually managed to make a trailer where people were emotionally moved by zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in a in a jaded, you know, end of culture cycle zombie kind of zeitgeist. Right, but unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't make a game like that. Also, yeah, yeah exactly. How, how, Every, everyone, I. That on on the PC, they released the um, they released the developers kit for uh, yeah they released the developers kit instead, and so you could just be playing on your PC when you first when if you pre-ordered it or got it on the first day or first week, and you could press like I think it was a certain key on your keyboard that was very close to some of the other controls and instantly go into no clip mode and not be able to get back into your body. That's right. Oh, they, cool. They put out the, the PC version was unfinished when they first launched that game. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, look, I've I've heard I've heard from a lot of people who have who have liked that game. They have, it's not their favorite game, but they, you know it's been an okay, you know it's been a serviceable, okay game. You know. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll move on from that topic. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking about movies uh, more. Yeah, and no it, Yeah, excellent. So we will uh, go to our album recommendations for this episode. Brian, please, a classic album that you'd recommend from any genre and any timeline up until and including the present. Uh, this I I I hate to double up on a single artist, but I've been listening to Seventh Son of the Seventh Son for the past two weeks, and I cannot get enough of it. And I I just think it's such a. At first, when I listened to that album, I thought, man, what happened to Iron Maiden? They lost their edge. And then I went, hey man, stop looking for what you want from Iron Maiden and see what they're trying to give you. And I think it's a it's a fun album, and if you want to have fun and music that you can turn up real loud and drive around with all your windows down, pick up Seventh Son of the Seventh Son by Iron Maiden. There we go. That is one that I am yet still to add to my collection. Uh, Eric, please. I'm going to go in the exact opposite direction of Brian. Uh, th- I've been listening to this a lot, and it, I think the one that I have is a Japanese import, which is strange. It's a best of collection from Hank Williams. Hank Williams the first, not the second, not the third. Hank Williams the first. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Your cheating heart, cold, cold heart. I saw the light, honky tonk blues. I can't help it. I mean, like wedding bells, cool water, Pan American. This, it's 26 songs, and all of them are so good. If you pour a glass of whiskey and listen to Hank Williams, you'll probably cry. But you won't cry in a way where it's like, I'm so sad. You just go, man, sometimes you just feel real low down and you just got to kind of like write it out. And, and that's that's what Hank's all about. It's so right. honky tonkin'. 
Oh my god. Oh, mind your own business. It's so good. Melancholy for good old boys. Absolutely. Uh, Zach, do you have a classic album recommendation for this episode? Um, I've been listening to a new band recently. They're from Dallas, Texas, and they're called um, Mystery Skulls. And I bought their EP for $1. It's one of those things where you can buy it for $1 or more. And I thought they were really fun. They were this, um, that's Mystery Skulls. They're this, they kind of, it's hard to describe. It's like electro synth pop, but it's, it's fun. That's all I can say. So you can say. <laughs> Search, Good stuff. search them up on YouTube or something. They're pretty. They're pretty sweet. Good stuff, Mom. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be trotting down the uh, same road that Eric did and uh, recommend the uh, album Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is a great album. I mean, in a way, need I say more? But. I guess I do, because there's probably a lot of people out there that haven't heard this album. Well, pe- people right now will be looking for a country and western artist called Nick Drake, and they won't find anything, because this is, in fact, a British folk artist. Indeed. I mean, what what can I say about this album? It's very moody. And as far as I know, it was recorded, it was recorded properly in the studio and all, but the producer thought at the time it was recorded that it was actually a demo recording, which it was, it was not. It was, it's just him and his acoustic guitar, absolutely. Exactly, and a couple of piano... Uh, on the first track, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, piano exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, but, it, was his, it was his third and last album, and uh, it was the last one he made before he died, sadly. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it also differs a lot from his uh, two previous albums, in the way of how... It, in a way, I would... Bit, it's like composed, but also due to the fact that it lacks a lot of instruments. Yeah, accompaniment and so on. That's five uh, five leaves left and brighter later, but yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd back up that recommendation any day. I used to have an original UK copy myself. Oh, nice. I sadly no longer have it, but that is an amazing folk album. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Definitely check it out. There you go, Nick Drake Pickman. Uh, my... Uh, album recommendation for episode 11 of the Gaming Cult Podcast will be an album that I will say changed my life uh, musically. It's an album that I bought when I was ripe age of 14. The year was 1997. And uh, I was browsing, uh, I was listening to a lot of early jungle, sort of drum and bass at the time from like 94 to 96. And I was browsing through, and I saw this uh, through the CDs, and I saw this cover of this man grimacing with this very sinister grin on his face, and that was the whole album cover. And uh, I had heard this artist before on a very, very late night Australian TV show called Alchemy, and uh, that artist was Aphex Twin, and the album that I heard that day in that record store was uh, the Richard D. James LP. Uh, I heard that at age 14 and it... Uh, there were a couple of albums before that that I'd heard that made me want to make music, but that... I still remember standing in that record store with the headphones on previewing that album and having it just changed me, like the first time I ever listened to that. Pivotal brain change point in my life. Aphex Twin, Richard D. James LP, uh, pretty much the first album to go down that whole sort of, uh, what's the best way to describe it, very sort of glitchy kind of, chopped up kind of, 
beats that eventually the you know American journalists eventually called it IDM, intelligent dance music, which is a complete press invented term that the UK has always despised. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Apex Twin, Richard D. James LP. Please go listen to it if you have not already. Uh, I hope it does as much for me back in 1997 as it does for you now in 2012. Let's move on to uh, games that we have picked up and have been playing recently. Uh, Eric, please. I've been playing... What have I been playing? Oh, I beat Gears of War 3 and... because I hadn't played it before. And... Uh, Garrett got Lollipop Chainsaw and... Nice! And I want to play it really bad, but he won't open it until he's ready <laughs> to play it. And I don't want to <laughs> open his game that he bought. So I haven't played it yet, but by the time the next podcast comes around, I'll have a review because I'm absolutely playing that game. I want to play it so bad, but <laughs> I can't yet. Because I, I, I can't just go out and buy a game that is probably only like six hours long. I mean, I hear it's really, really short, but I, I mean, I really want to play the game. I just really, really want to play it really bad. How did you find Gears of War 3? I mean... Uh... That, that that series has been... It's always just been there for me. I mean, I've enjoyed it, and I, yeah, I played... No, you're the Gears exact same way. The, Gears of War, the first Gears of War was great for multiplayer, which I played a lot of that. Um, but um, the second one as well for multiplayer. Uh, but yeah, how did you find the third one? It finishes the story. It's a trilogy, so it wraps up the trilogy. Uh, I thought it wrapped it up nicely. I feel nothing for any of the characters, any of their motivations, beyond we need to get these monsters out of our planet. Uh, I don't care about most of the things that they do or say. That being said, the game is a lot of fun. I really like the gameplay. I love the, you know, hiding behind cover, fire, you know, coming from all sides action. Uh, but, like, I don't know. It's trying to be more than it actually is, probably. Uh, there are some people who really identify with it, though. I know Rocco and Garrett really, really like the characters and everything in that game. Uh, they they really really enjoyed it. I don't. I think that they all look like uh, action figures. Everyone in that game looks like an action figure. So nothing that's happening to me is real in that game. And I don't know. That that's kind of play it if you played the first two. But if you haven't, I don't know. Pick it up if you want because it's not it's not a stellar game. But it finishes the trilogy well. Excellent. Uh, Brian, what are you playing lately, man? I just beat uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood which was a chore. Um, those games always start out really fun, and then by the end of the game, you're tired of the gameplay, but you want to know what happens next in the story, but yeah. you don't want to play it again. You just want to know what happens next. Um, that's how I felt That's how I felt with the first one. And yeah, that's, same that's, here. That's a shame to hear that that's still going on. That yeah, and, and I, I didn't get to see uh, 3 at all, oh. but I heard it was more of the same. Hey, that game... I, I mean, I was really excited that it was taking place in America because, like, USA number one best country ever. But ever, <coughs> man, like when they showed gameplay from that, I, it was like somebody knocked all the wind out of my sails. Uh. It, it couldn't look like more of the same game in any way. It looks exactly the same, but you're fighting British soldiers. That's it. I did like that uh, tech demo going back, well not tech demo, sorry, the playthrough, I think it was in the Microsoft uh, conference uh, for that Assassin's Creed game where they're, they're fighting on the ships. That looks amazing. That that looks fun, mm. but man, it looks like if you have to do that more than once or twice, that <laughs> looks like it's going to be tedious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those look like the Da Vinci missions. 
They oh, look like, don't, don't they look like the Da Vinci missions from the new Assassin's Creed? Or from, like, the last one? Mm. Where you have to, like, you have to drive a tank and, like, fly a, like, a flying machine? That's, like, silly. Yeah, th those are the worst parts in any video game I've ever had to play. The Doing the Da Vinci missions in Brotherhood made me almost stop playing that game. They were zero fun. Just zero. makes me wish. Just makes me wish I could grab a big catamari and roll over it all. <laughs> then the game would be fun. Yes. Um. Uh. Is, so that, that that's been it for you, Brian? Any uh, pickups lately? Actually, uh, just a couple days ago, I picked uh, up. Uh, how, how, how's how's uh, Lardelappen going? How's what? Lardelappen. <laughs> uh, I I beat that in a couple of hours, which was I. You know what? Uh, to 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 go on that a little bit, I I played I played the DLC, the uh, Harley Harley's Revenge DLC for for the Batman game, and I I really I'm sorry, Lauder Loppin. Yeah, Leather Bat, Leather Bat game DLC, fun stuff always. Uh, but I yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was. It was shorter than I wanted, of course, because I wanted another 10 hours, 15 hours on that game. But it wasn't that. And and the DLC was here in the U.S. It was only $10. So I felt like, okay, whatever, 10 bucks for two hours, that's fine. But I went, I went online afterwards and read some reviews, and people seemed so, like, out of touch with what that DLC was trying to do that they, they just... They just didn't. I felt like they didn't get it. I read one where the, where the reviewer just kept complaining about how you couldn't go out and collect any more trophies. You couldn't do any more Riddler missions. You couldn't do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the point. The point is you're doing this mission and you have to save these people and get them out. And you play as Batman and Robin, and that's it. Like I got it. I had a lot of fun. It didn't add or take away from the game, like in terms of the quality. It gave me more to do in that game, and I liked that. But I didn't understand any like negative feedback about that game. So that 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 to me, I, I still think that's worth getting. If you're out there and you're on the fence, if you liked Arkham City at all and you want more of Arkham City, play it, download it, and play it because I think you'll really enjoy it. I I did, and I and I and I think I'm pretty critical when it comes to Batman. I feel very guilty about that game because I played it for two hours and then left it alone. And, <laughs> Why? Uh, I, uh, I don't know, man. I've got to go back to it. I can't leave Ladder Lap and hanging like that. No, you uh, can. He's being a leather bat for you. Come on. Yeah, a weighted leather bat. <laughs> but uh, that is also a colloquialism of a word. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, Martin, yes. what have you been playing lately? Um, have actually, you been playing it... Man of Man of Iron? <laughs> Do, have, uh, you, have, no. have you been playing I... the Iron Man game or the Iron Man game? <laughs> I, I I have not been playing uh, the Iron Man sixty four, unlike someone Aww. else. I, I hear. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I haven't really been playing anything since I beat Tales of Graces. Um, not at least uh, in that kind of like I don't know. Um, Eighty-hour dedication. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I did, however, uh, go back to No More Heroes. Yeah. Nice. The first yeah. one. Yeah, the first one. Uh, it's a good game. Which, yeah, it's a great game. Um, great game. 
And w when was that released? Like 2008? Around then. So, Maybe so, 2007. 2007, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they forced those mini games on you on the first one, which was a bit of a shame for you to, yeah. you know, for you to proceed in some areas. But they fixed that. They 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 fixed. They made that completely optional in the second game, which I really appreciated. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I've been appreciating the No More Heroes games once again because they are great games, and I actually think about picking up the uh, PlayStation Three and or Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty remake uh, eventually. But. I'm also looking forward to the new Suda 51 game, which is Lollipop Chainsaw, which I'll be picking up pre pretty much right after this is done, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> is there a uh, a literal translation for No More Heroes in the in the Swedish territories? Yes, there is. Inga mer hjältar. Perfect. Yep. Love it. Yeah. I know there is a uh, Nordic version of the uh, uh, the game, Lollipop Chainsaw. That is. Uh, oh really? Yeah, just yeah, for Norway. I, yeah, <laughs> no, like for, no, 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 for, for no. Norway and Iceland exclusively. <laughs> no, what no, gods? for the for the Scandinavian countries, obviously. Um, right. But I, I, I'm not too sure what the extras were, but I believe it's like new uh, costumes, probably some DLC content that you guys in the US will eventually get. Oh, I see. But it's yeah, it's on disc. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Excellent. Uh, Zach, what have you been playing? Iron Man 64. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Legend, of, Legend of Seinfeld. Oh, my. 64. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, how, how, how are you finding that? Because I remember I got you that last Christmas, and yeah. we played a bit of it, and... Uh, but you've gone back to it. Yeah. I, why? Why are you putting yourself through uh, such torture? I was. Why are you doing that? Just, just, just a precursor. I gave oh, my brother Zach a complete boxed Australian copy of Superman sixty four. The poster why? is above my bed. Why are you so mean? <laughs> yeah, why are you complete, so mean to your brother? Complete with poster because yeah. I, I know what my brother likes. I like strange and shitty games. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, just, it's just I. It's this magnetic attraction. So I was sitting. On my couch, just playing some Nintendo 64. I think I was playing Majora's Mask again. And I looked to the side and I was like, I need to play you. And so I put Superman 64 in. Oh, and no. I kept getting stuck at the second level. And I don't know what, how fucking hero. Like, because in the entire game, Superman does not do one heroic thing. <laughs> you, you, fly, you fly through rings. You fly right. through rings. You pick up. With an absurd time limit. Yeah. You pick up a car and you throw the car. And you fly around. It's a police car, though. Yeah. It's, you throw around. You throw <laughs> go around figure that shit, one out. And then yeah. you go into an organization, and there's shadows that keep shooting at you, but they don't really shoot at you because the AI is so terribly bad that they just kind of shoot at the wall. And this oh. is nothing for Superman. And apparently they must have kryptonite bullets or something because last time I checked, Superman didn't get hurt by bullets. Like, just. No, no he didn't. No, no, he didn't. So, what about Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> well, same shit, I guess. One of the same, I guess. Yeah, yeah. one of the same. But yeah, I managed to get past the much the famed second level, and I got all the way to LexCorp, at, wow. which, at which point I flew through a wall and disappeared into never-ending background picture, and <laughs> I also had to turn it off. <laughs> it was awful. Spectacular. It like it. It, but it's... It's the point where games can be awful, but still entertaining. This is just such a frustrating challenge. 
that. It's, it's like fly through the rings. Oh, you missed a ring. Start again. But wait, you can't just start start right now. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to go through Lex Luthor's speech again. And he's got uh. this really. And every time you fail, the game's just kind of like you suck. But it's not only that. You suck isn't enough. It's just Lex Luthor going. Ha-ha. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what he does. Ha-ha. And then it's like retry. And I'm like no. No, I'm not really trying. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I feel like you need to have. We need to have like those mythical bad games in order yeah. to appreciate the games that are good. Exactly. There, there's like there's a game there's a game awards show or conference that gives out the Superman 64 award each year. I can't think of which particular uh, organization it is, but that does exist. The Superman <laughs> 64 award does exist. To give out to the shittiest game each year. <laughs> but. I'm sure there's been shittier games. I mean, ET crippled the Atari 2600, which it, was right. it almost destroyed the entire video game industry forever. Yeah, five million copies dumped in New Mexico landfill. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, so they you, say at least. Yeah, so they say. So if you ever feel like you'll find them. Yeah, just grab a shovel. Yeah, get out there. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Zach. So that's that's all you've been playing lately. Well, Good job. Sixty-four. And you know what? Um, speaking of uh, like really weird games, um, a few podcasts back, I mentioned that I would pick up uh, the convenience store two hundred X. I'm oh, sure yeah. Eric and Jake. Yeah. yeah. Um, about that. Um, no, there just is, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, just no. That's basically what I want to say about it. Um, there isn't any information about the game whatsoever in English. But I did, however, manage to track down some information about it in Japanese. Oh my God. And, uh, yeah. And, um, sadly enough, Eric, it doesn't too, look too bright, actually. Um, Aww. Yeah. I mean, the game just... Is a pain in the ass. It's it's not fun. It's kind not of like running a convenience store. Yeah, but I mean, it's a game. Come on, it's supposed to be. I, I don't know. At least entertaining, right? It, even the screenshots look boring. Yeah, now, Brian and Zach. Just to bring you up to date, this is a game where you run a convenience store. That's it. That's the end. Yep. Yeah. You you're the. You're the store owner, and you have to set prices for absolutely everything you have to, in stock, and you have to make stock inventories and whatnot. And cool. <laughs> I actually found out today. I found out today that that's actually a long-running series. That's not no. the first game no. they put out. I'm not kidding. They put out a game for the PlayStation One, and I think two games for like Windows. Um, and also a game for the DS and the Xbox 360 game, of course. Oh my god! Yeah. So we solved the mystery of them adding 200x to the end of it. Yeah, we, we for, did. We now just we thought know. it was like a, we thought it was just like a random creative poetic sort of a poetic license kind of thing, but indeed, no, this is a this is a long running series for uh, shut-ins who wish to also become virtual shut-ins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, speaking um, of boring similar games like that, did you guys ever play the garbage truck simulator? No, but I've seen <laughs> no, it. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's I've seen it. I've even seen it in stories over here in Sweden. <laughs> let's uh let's let's bring that up in in the next episode. True. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> so stay but, stay tuned next episode for the garbage simulator. <laughs> wow. Jake, Gaming really cult podcast worldwide. Like, like 
People are going to tune in. They can't wait to hear about the garbage truck simulator and our thoughts. <laughs> what a hook. <laughs> you got to, 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 uh, treat him mains, came, treat him, treat him main and keep him cane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically what I wanted to have said with me not picking up the, uh, convenience store 200 X is that if any of you, uh, listeners out there know a really obscure title that was Japanese exclusive for the Xbox 360. Don't hesitate to contact us. I'll be more than happy to purchase the game and play it myself, except the convenience store 200x. Except for that one. Yeah. But except any other one, one, yes. He, yes. he would do. He would do anything for love, listeners. But he won't do that. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gaming cold, cold. Fuck. <laughs> Gaming pod cold cast. <laughs> Gaming cold podcast at gmail.com. Or as as you guys have been doing, uh, keep posting all that good stuff on our um, on our Facebook page. I'm gonna round it all up and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a nice little segment on it next episode. It's gonna be awesome. good. Yep. And we, we do really appreciate all the emails you're sending and and the Facebook love. It's all very much appreciated. So thank you for that. Uh, very quickly, I'll move through what I've been playing and what I've picked up recently. I have finally finished Okami Den on the Nintendo DS. I barged through the last three hours of it last night. And I, I was so happy to see that game finish. But at the same time, 30 minutes later, I got a bit of a sadness. Because it was such a uh, great game. And it had such a host of lovable, relatable characters. The story was paced out very nicely, and uh, for the for the capabilities of the Nintendo DS, that is for a swan song for the console. That is a very very good way to go out, I think. And um, yeah, it you you travel. There's there's time travel involved. You you know you you interact with previous incarnations of the Sun Goddess and everything. Amaterasu, and it's it's so involved and so good, and the the, the soundtrack is so amazing. Uh, Okami Den on the Nintendo DS. If you're thinking, if you've been thinking about getting it, if you're an Okami fan, I'd I'd definitely recommend playing Okami first on the PlayStation 2 or the Nintendo Wii. They're both fantastic versions of that game. Uh, but play that before you play Okami Den. But if you're thinking about, should I get Okami Den? It came out on the DS. Does, is it really going to be good? Yes, it is. It's an Okami game. It's a genuine sequel. It's possibly the only sequel we're only we're ever going to get. Aww. So go pick Aww. it up. Um, although, the one drawback, which I will state, unlike in the, uh, the, the original game, there is not a button solely dedicated to barking. Oh, oh. So, Grasshopper Entertainment, uh, th- the kiss of death I give to you. <laughs> but also, uh, I blow a kiss of fondness on as I say farewell. <laughs> because I love that game. Uh, so, I picked up... I'm also playing uh, L.A. Noir and Skyrim, but blah, blah, blah. That's going to be an ongoing thing forever and ever. Amen. How, how are you uh, liking... Uh, who cares about Skyrim? How are you liking L.A. Noir? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I haven't gotten very far since last episode, maybe an hour. Or so, when, when I've got more to say about that, I'll uh, I'll say it. My pickups have been Children of Mana for the Nintendo DS. Really great uh, action RPG. Uh, definitely pick that one up if you find it. It's not so easy to find these days, but it's a really great action JRPG. 
uh, contact on the Nintendo DS. If you are a, uh, let's say if you're a, uh, what's it called, Earth, an Earthbound fan, uh, or a Mother fan, I suggest you pick up this game because it has a very similar vibe. I wouldn't say it's a completely similar game, just the vibe is very similar. Very interesting adventure RPG. Totally unique. Uh, that's Contact for the Nintendo DS. Uh, I also picked up Child of Eden on the PS3 for about $10, and uh, I don't have a PlayStation Move, but uh, I'm going to play it with the uh, controller. Or hell, maybe I'll even get a Move and I'll, uh, I'll import a copy Ooh. of uh, Galgun like, oh. I like I say I'm going to every single episode, <laughs> and we'll do a whole episode dedicated to Galgun, and, and, Ga and Garrett will join in and everything, and it'll... We'll, um, we will talk about gentlemanly business. <laughs> um, oh, if Garrett was here, he would tell you he's playing that Xeno whatever game on the on the uh, the Wii Xeno Xenoblade Saga. Xeno, yeah, is that, Xenoblade. Is that what it's called? Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, Xeno Xeno something. I don't know. Garrett's Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stop Garrett. acting cute, Eric. Jesus. I don't no, remember it's what it's called. It's Xeno something whatever. I don't know. Garrett, that's what Garrett would be playing, or that that's what Garrett would say if he was here. That, I'm gonna get. Like. I'm gonna get to that game eventually as well. That's sitting on my to playlist. Yeah, same here. Uh, and finally, I got the most the game with the most approachable name ever constructed. Artanelico Quoga, the Nell of RCL, <laughs> on the PS3. <laughs> and if you think that's a very complex sounding name, just wait till you see it in print. Then uh, that's all I'll say about that game. It's a. It's it's. It looks to be a really cool JRPG with sort of. NIS quirkiness, but looks a lot better than the uh, the other games that they put out, and uh, it came with a soundtrack, and yeah, I'll play that one day. It's in the pile. <laughs> Should we wrap up? Yeah. I've just thrown the women eating yogurt on the Facebook wall. If yes, to check it out. Oh, we, me and Brian, oh. we tweeted it to our friend Mariel, who was the lead artist and lead game designer on uh, Skullgirls. Because that strikes me that strikes me as a blog that she will really enjoy. Glorious. So it's just pleasing. so you know, the lead animator of Skullgirls will be seeing your blog about women eating yogurt. Yes. And, and smiling. And, smi and, and smiling. smiling. I've gotten yes. fan mail before as well. It's shocking. <laughs> like people sending in pictures of themselves eating yogurt. It's great. Oh wow. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> have, Zach, have you single handedly also developed a new fetish? What I like to do is I like I to mean, make... I mean, have you got any creepy emails yet, is what I'm asking, basically. I've had people who get a lot more into it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the kind of thing where it's like, I really like your blog, I find it really interesting, and it's usually people go, ha ha ha, I think it's so silly, and write in my style, but there was, there's been, like, maybe one or two people who just take it a bit to the next level where you think, are they joking, or are they serious? Because it's like, I really did like the picture of this one as... You know, so and so, and so it reminded me a lot of cum and just other yucky things that that, that are more. It's like the kind of people who would comment on internet pornography <laughs> with their Facebook account and not be ashamed of it. Hey guys, if you if you think if you think YouTube comments are bad, wait till you go to sites like XTube and RedTube and you see the comments there. Holy fucking shit! I like boob boob good she good she I come on bam. Oh. <laughs> they, they literally spelt like that and like so it's shocking he likes to enjoy it all of the time <laughs> <laughs> 
And with those words, we will wrap up episode 11 of the Gaming Cult Podcast. Thank you again to my uh, co-host Martin, uh, my co-host Eric Badur, Brian Abushakara, Zach Ennis. Uh, Zach, please take us out with some Seinfeld. I was, I was more referring to a, to a, a possibly a line. <laughs> Alright. Oh, oh, he just made noises. <laughs> <laughs> but Jerry, it's great for the skin. I come on my face every morning. Good night. <laughs> oh my god.